Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Thursday afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Let's get straight to business today. Spotted a story in the Irish Mirror yesterday by John Cairns and the headline said, A stalker called me 95 times in one day. Irish Senator speaks out about horror two-year ordeal. She's a good friend of ours. She's a fantastic community worker in East Mead, and she is Senator Sharon Kyogen. Welcome back to the show, Sharon. Good afternoon, Perry. Good afternoon to all your listeners. Thank you for joining me. Uh, when I rang you about this, you said, Oh, sure, look, this is out there. It's been out there for a while. It's part and parcel of, you know, what I have to face. One of the things I have to face being a politician, just on this one in particular, Sharon. When did it start? When are you talking about here, the two years? I think it started in 2014, if I remember correctly. 2014, and it went on until 2016. Yeah. And Sharon, what was it? Like emails, phone Con- calls? No, constant constant phone calls. Constant phone calls. Calls, phone calls. Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, if the individual couldn't get me, he would ring other people that uh, I would know as well. Um, so it was just complete harassment, or if I was out in Drogheda, he would know I was in Drogheda. Uh, it was just, it was just relentless. It never gave up for two years, and one day it went so bad it was ninety-five calls a day. So yeah, it, but it, it is what it is, and there's very little you can do about it. I did complain to the Gardaí. I went to the Gardaí. The Gardaí obviously put a, a plan in place. Um, I had to obviously um, categorise um, the calls the number of calls on a daily basis. And I did that for about six months, then went to the Gardaí with the evidence again, gave permission to, to, for the, the Gardaí to be able to access all my mobile data. And so they would be able to record uh, some, or to get the recordings of some of the calls that he would have made. Um, went to the DP, uh, to find out who it was, I went to the DPP, but because the individual didn't own the phone, um, that was making the calls, it happened to be, it belonged to another family member, um, they couldn't make it stick. So I think he just got warned by the Gardaí and thankfully it stopped. You know this person? No, never met this person in my life. No, absolutely not. No. And do you know who it is now? Was their identity revealed to you when it was found out who it was, even though they were yeah, using I mean, another the phone? Yeah, the absolutely nothing okay. to me. No idea who that person yes, okay. was. Never looked up mm. to see who it was. Didn't really mm. care to tell you the truth, as long as they, you know, the Gardaí had done their job in warning the individual. And it um, stopped. Yeah. It's yep. a shocking thing, isn't it, to wake up every day knowing that it's nearly certain this is going to happen. Yes, look, uh, yes, it is. And, uh, you know, it is, uh, when you sign up for this job, you have no idea what you're you're signing up for, really. And it is quite a tough job. Mm. But, you know, I think people want, you know, their politicians to uh, be leaders um, uh, and not to run uh, at the the first uh, mountain that they see. And, you know, I have been uh, a great advocate for communities and for standing up for communities and uh, sometimes I've paid a, quite a high price for that, um, particularly when the, the, the petrol bomb was thrown through my through my office in January 2020. Mm. Um, and yeah, it, it, it is it is a tough stance to take. But you know, communities want leadership. Um, I'm prepared to give that leadership. I I've seen so many families wrecked and ruined as a result of drugs, and. Um, if I don't stand up for them, who will? And they've put their trust in me. They've given me their votes. 
time and time again out there um, in my own area there. And uh, I want to be there for the people. I want to show leadership to them. Um, I want to be on their side, have their backs all the time and, uh, and not be shut down or not be cowed. To, don't cow down to these people, these bullies in life. So, yeah, it's part, it is part of the job, unfortunately. But Sharon, when a petrol bomb is fired through your office and it's burned and you're threatened and these people are well known that they've carried out threats, as we know, uh, sadly they have. Do you ever not recoil or, or, or does the fear never grip you? You know, as you go out and you look around or you get into your car or you see somebody parked or looking at you. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, look, I mean, I felt very sad for my staff. Do you know what I mean? It was my staff. I felt more, uh, greater sadness for them myself, you mm. know, because, you know, while I might be brave and courageous, um, my staff, you know, are there uh, all of the time as well, that they're Monday to Friday, nine to five. You know, they they obviously felt the fear um, more than probably I did. Um, and, you know, I, I really felt for them for the first for the first couple of weeks after. And I wouldn't mind the very day that it happened, the, the government called a general election. So while I was coming to terms with cleaning up, trying to deal with Gardaí and cleaning up uh, after a fire, a general election was called the same day. So I was a little bit late getting off the, 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 the starting line in 2020. But, um, yeah, no, I felt I felt very, very sad for, for the staff, to tell you the truth. And there's, there's always consequences. You know, well, people don't think of the consequences uh, of what happens. Uh, I, I had a child, that particular and emergency, you know the way I do the foster care. Yes, I had a I had a child that had come to me the the night before, or the day before, the evening before to me um, through emergency, and unfortunately that child had to leave my care the following day because obviously I wasn't a safe space to have that child in my care, um, and indeed my home wasn't deemed safe for about three months afterwards. Um, when I got the order here for the to, for the guard from the guardy that I could actually start. Uh, um, taking children again into my home, mm. uh, which I love doing. Everybody knows I love yes. fostering, and that is mm. what I, I, I love to do as well. Mm. My life is just, you know, about taking care of people, and whether it be in my home or in my community, I just want to be able to do as much as I can. So, yeah, it, you know, there's always consequences. So that child ended up having to leave my home and moving on to another home, um, which is really uh, upsetting for children when they're mm. moved about too much. Um, yes, and I know but, I know, you know how much you love doing what you do and all the children yeah. you've cared for over the years. When when you see uh, last week on, on, on The Late Late Show and uh, women who are in politics talking about this particular subject we're talking about today and the, the gauntlet of abuse, etc., uh, they run all the time. Do you think women politicians are targeted more than men? I think politicians in general. I, I, I don't want to make it this about a man and a woman thing mm. because I, I have never seen my gender as something that has made me stop doing my job um, or my sex has been, you know, it makes me unequal. So, I, you know, as politicians, I think men and women get abuse all of the time in, in politics. Mm. And I think it's part and parcel of the job that we do. And I think people going into politics must be aware that, you know, everybody is not going to like you. Everybody's not going to like what you say. And people are going to want to protest or they're going to want to uh, condemn or, you know, have a different point of view um, than than I would have or other politicians would have. So you have to be a certain character, I, I guess, to be able to, to withstand the abuse that you're going to get. Um, you know, it, it shouldn't stop us doing our work. I, I don't believe that... Um, I don't think it's right, by the way. I don't think it's right that any politician should face abuse, be it at their home, be it at their office, be it anywhere. Um, but, you know, it is... We are there. We are voted there for a reason. People believe in us. People believe that we we have got their backs there. They believe that we'll get in there and fight in the Dáil or in the Shannon or in the council for them. And when things go wrong, if the people see us running to the hills, mm. um, you know, they're not going to be too, too... They won't have much confidence in their politician if that's what happens. So... You know, I, you know, resilience is something that you probably build up in politics over the years. Um, and I probably have done that. Um, it, it, you know, sticks and stones may break your bones, but names will never hurt you. I, I don't 
read. It doesn't bother me what people say about me on, on the on the internet. Those that know me and love me know the type of person that I am. And, you know, the, the names I would be called and um, I've been called everything under the sun at this stage. But those that know me in my community know that I am a community worker. I'm interested in only community, families, children, looking after our elderly, looking after those that we represent. And that is all that I'm about. And anyone that works with me knows that. Mm, keyboard warriors. I have absolutely no time for them. Gutless, yeah, well, anonymous, cowardly. anonymous accounts. Anyone yeah, anonymous, yeah, something. absolutely. And, and, you know, this is something that needs to be tackled. I just want to move right. on to something as well. No one's done more than you to help people who've fled war or, you know, yeah. refugees, uh, yeah. asylum seekers as well. And again, you've been attacked on this front, uh, you know, to being accused of being ultra right wing, etc. When you talk about, and, and the, we might as well talk about this, we've taken in such a number in a short space of time that we're struggling uh, for places to accommodate these people. And then we have people in the country coming in with no plan, no infrastructure, People walking around with nothing to do. You know what I'm getting at? You've been talking about no, this. No, I do that. And I know that. And I heard an interview this morning on News Talk where there was a woman uh, that arrived into the country yesterday with a baby. Uh, oh, sorry, the last six days. And she's been on the streets the last six days with, with a baby. That's not right. No. You know, that's not what the Irish people are about. I mean, I, I, I mean, you know the amount of fundraising I've done over the years and the, the amount of asks I've made of my community over the years in relation to getting behind certain things that I do and whatever. And there was nobody better than the Irish people that put their arms out and put their arms around Ukrainian people when they when the war broke out in mm. March, April, May. Uh, sorry, March, April, May, June of this year. But the writing was on the on the wall in May I, when I seen the the government putting uh, refugees into into colleges and into university campuses. I knew we're running out of uh, uh, out of accommodation. We're, we're running out of uh, options. And that probably was giving time maybe to uh, prepare uh, accommodation for the refugees. Now they have put a they have put a stall on it. They're saying they're not taking any more uh, refugees into the country. But um, Ukrainian refugees, yes. But uh, as regards uh, international refugees that are seeking protection, maybe fleeing from Syria or Af- Afghanistan, um, you know, there's nothing there, uh, there available available for them. So yeah, I, I find it very, I find it very 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 difficult that that there's an inequality between our refugees that some are treated better than others and that some people within our society are treated less. Uh, you know, we should all be treated the same. I I find it very difficult in in my life. I mean, if somebody's on the ground, I pick the man up on the ground. I can't walk over that man and throw my arms around somebody else to give them uh, give them a welcome. That's just the way I operate. Um, I'm not, I'm not too sure. I think the Irish people are very are, are very much like that as well. None of us wanted to see those pictures of, of our children and uh, families homeless in the, on the streets of Dublin. Nobody wants to see that. And now there's little tented areas where people are actually in Dublin as well. So, like, it's 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 heartbreaking to see this happening. It's heartbreaking to see the mismanagement. Yes, because that's what it is. It's mismanagement. What is I mean, the answer, Sharon? Though, is there an the answer? answer? What is, can we do? You've got to look at this holistically. And I mean, I, I mean, I have. I work very closely with with the refugees that are in around my, around the communities of the area in Eastmead. I like. There is a, a, a particular um, residence in in Stamullen where we have twenty five children there since September. And I'm still fighting with the department. First of all, I couldn't get them into the local schools uh, in 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 because there was no availability or nothing available in in, in Juliusland. So we had to go to we've like, secured spaces for them in our camp. But now I can't get a bus. Can you believe it? I can't get a bus, despite the fact that I've literally given the the, the school bus department the numbers of contractors that have telephone numbers of contractors that are available to do the job for them. It just, it just, I, I, I just don't know what mm. it takes for people to join the dots here. Mm. It really does. But you've got to be looking at this holistically. People have to look at the areas of which we can, we can. The infrastructure is there to support the the, the refugees that are coming. The capacity in relation to rooms availability. The capacity within our school is there transportation to get those children to school. What op- what options are available there for English classes? 
what, what options are available there for training programs in relation to like safe passes, manual handling, that type of things. Um, so like, these are all things that we would have worked with various culture, I've worked with Mead Partnership, I've worked with various organisations to make sure that the people of our areas that are coming in have all these facilities when mm. they come. So it's a holistic approach. Yes. It's not just dump 100 people in a certain area and let's leave them there. Yeah. You've got to have a plan afterwards. Mm. What are we going to do? How are we going to support them? What services are we going to supply? Is there doctors? So it is about it is about looking at, at it holistically. Look at the areas throughout the country that can facilitate. Uh, and And I'm sure there is. Yeah, and if I'm we sure can, many, Sharon, many if we, if, yeah, if we schools, can't, schools haven't got the numbers. Yeah, that there's schools, that's true. You know, that, yeah, so, uh, but, yeah, but so come back, approach. come back to the point. If we can't, if that is not in place, and if we can't, if we haven't got the co- the accommodation, basic number one, and all that other stuff that you mentioned is needed. If we can't, do we have to draw the line and say no more? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you can really see now where uh, hotels in Killarney, hotels in uh, tourist towns are now saying, we're not renewing our contracts after March. Mm. So now, we have 75,000 Ukrainians here. We have 19,000 people under the IPAS system. 7,500 of those are already in um, direct provision centres. Catherine Day, there was an advisory committee to the Minister uh, put together, and Catherine Day said, we need eight more direct provision centres in this country. Now, we give a commitment or the government gave a commitment as part of this plan for the, the, the three-party government that they were going to get rid of direct provision centres in 2024. Now we're going to create eight more of them. It's not the way to treat people. If not, not, to, not the way to... And I, I don't want people, 800 people uh, stuck over in... And we have, we have Mosley there in, in, yes. in Gormiston. I, I don't want that life for those people. I want a better life for those people. Yes, I want those people to be to be processed, to be active members of our society, to be working members of our society. Yes. That's what I would like to see happening. We need these people here. We need our we need our doctors, we need our nurses and these people are coming in and they're very very highly educated. They can contribute so much to our society. But let them in. Let them work. Process them process them as quickly as you can. And those that have a right to be here should remain here. And those that don't, because there are people that are coming here, I suppose a bit like I did in the 80s myself. I went to, the, I went to England in the, in, the, in the late 80s because there was no opportunity. I was an economic migrant. And you can't blame people from coming from Georgia and Albania because they too want a better life. Yes. Yeah, and that, know, so, that, that is, a, is a very... You know, and that is, so, you know, we have to try, we have to try mm. and be... As hu- as uh, you know, as humanitarian as possible to those that are are, are coming yes. here, but we have a huge housing crisis in this Absolutely. country today. It's just after being said that we need sixty five thousand houses built every year mm. when we're building. Probably 24, 25,000. It's a huge challenge. It is, Sharon. It's an absolute huge huge challenge for any government. Any government. It doesn't make any difference. Any government. And you know what? If if people are saying, oh, we're going to give Sinn Féin, we're going to vote Sinn Féin, it's going to be no different. It doesn't make any difference who's going to be in charge. And the people are just saying, oh, let's give them a chance. And that's exactly what possibly will happen the next time uh, with regards to a, a new government coming in. And people will say, well, look, at the can't do any, any, any worse than what's in there at this moment yeah, in well, time. And you know what, Sharon, I have to leave it there today. I will say yeah. to you, you know, I understand people are saying that and feel that a change yeah. may make a difference. And it may, we'll have to see. It may yeah, make a change. You know, you can't say yeah. it won't, you can't say yeah. it will. But when you get into government, it is a different scenario, of course, absolutely. than... There's been no, on the opposition no benches. There's not, and we know that as well. Listen, yeah. take care of yourself. Keep Lovely. doing what you're doing. To talk to you. you too. Take care, Bye. Sharon. Bye bye. That's uh, Senator Sharon Kilgan there, uh, who had to deal in the past with a stalker. Two years it was, and much more besides insurance and health insurance so many people have policies others don't and uh, people manage in different ways but for those who have health insurance a lot of policies come up for renewal at the uh, start of a new year and there is big money to be saved i'm delighted to welcome back to the show one of ireland's foremost health insurance experts dermot good from totalhealthcover.ie hello again dermot 
Good, good afternoon, Jerry. Thank you very much for taking our call again this afternoon. I've just been reading, uh, you know, the uh, publicity around this and you've been quoted uh, right through it as well to say, you know, you should look at this and anyone who's paying above a certain figure, really you feel they can save. What are you talking about in terms of an annual premium that you should always look at this? What is it, about 1850, is it? Yeah, exactly. So... People often ask us, well, well, how do I know if I'm potentially, <clears throat> excuse me, overinsured? And I suppose that the, the indicators of that, Jerry, would be exactly that. Uh, if you're spending more than 1850 per adult, uh, if you have everybody on the same level of cover, so, you know, parents, grandparents, children, uh, if you're on the same plan, maybe for five years or more, um, if you're afraid of switching, you see a lot of people, once they hear me talking about switching, They get nervous because they think he means switching to a different insurance company. But in reality, Jerry, 50% of the people that we speak with, we just switch them to a different plan with the same insurer. Um, And in many cases, better cover, you know, and cheaper. So switching doesn't necessarily mean switching to a different provider altogether. You know, if you have an 18, 19, 20-year-old on your policy and you're paying a full adult rate for them, then, you know, that together with the other points, Jerry, they indicate absolutely that you're overspending. And look, around 50% of people with health insurance are absolutely on the wrong plans. Um, you know, people, people hear me talking about, like, Jerry, we've discussed corporate plans in the past. Mm. And corporate plans are the best plans uh, generally right across the board. They're available to every consumer irrespective of the plan name. But there are people now listening who will think, well, I'm on a corporate plan. But, Jerry, if they're on the same corporate plan for, as I say, five years or more, the likelihood is there's a newer version of that plan with the same benefits that's cheaper. You know, so really now is the time for for every consumer, just like you would your car or your home insurance, don't just let it roll over because if you do that, the insurance companies will love you um, and you could be missing out on better deals. And I suppose a word of warning, To everybody as well, like last year, we kind of got away lightly with increases, little or no increases, like Jerry already. Irish Life Health have announced an increase of an average 5% from the 1st of January. So all Irish Life Health members will have to shop around or else they're going to get hit with that increase. We're expecting further announcements of increases, possibly by the end of this week. So, you know, the the rates are going to go up now again by an average of 5%. So if people shop around, they can avoid those increases. So really, now is the time to act. And I suppose one final thing I'd say on that, you know, older members, Jerry, as well, people who are age 55 or over, you know, the research, not just our research, but research generally shows they're overspending by 30 to 40%. And we, we can understand why, because they need good cover. They probably have underlying conditions. They're probably using their cover more than younger people and they're worried about changing but like those savings for those members are anything from 500 euro to a thousand euro so if anybody listening is on for example the old vhib options which is called help plus extra mm. or help plus access or if they're on the the Leia schemes like the flex schemes or the essential plus schemes or if they're with irish life on some of their business plans or the level two hospital schemes they're all good plans, Jerry, but in my view, are they good value? Absolutely not. Those people could potentially save, as I mentioned, up to a thousand euro per adult, depending on their requirements. So now is definitely the time to shop around. So you're saying that, you know, we're all inclined to do it. And it's just a human thing. You know, you get your renewal in, it looks similar. You look back at last year, it's about the same. Uh, no, you're saying you've got to look at this this year. Yeah, you look, I mean, the habit to get into is to look at it every year. So yeah. we now have lots of people who they, they know how to play the game. And it is a game, Jerry. Like, so here's the thing. You know, if you play the game properly with the insurance companies, uh, they'll know you've done your homework and you will get the best deals. And what I mean by that is, so first of all, if you don't phone them up, you're already losing. That's number one. Number two, when you do phone them up, never ask them, well, what do you recommend? Because they're going to recommend, first of all, that you stay where you are. Um, so you really should basically decide before you phone them up, okay, well, what's my ideal budget here? So that help plus extra scheme, just we pick VHI, that plan right now today, €2,784. But VHI have launched another plan last year. Now, I'm sorry about the long name on this, Jerry, but it's called Advanced Care 50 
day-to-day, advanced care 50 day-to-day, it's €2,016 and it is very similar to the plan I just mentioned, very similar. There's a very small excess on it, but for two adults, a retired couple on the dearer plan, they could save €1,500, stay with VHI and still have superb cover covering the same hospitals. But if they don't phone up and if they don't put that question, so the question to put to the insurance company is, do you have a similar plan that's at a lower cost because I can't afford what I have. And just sit back with your mug of coffee and wait. And then if they say to you, well, we do have this other plan here, then all you have to say, no problem. Tell me now exactly how that plan compares to what I currently have. Now, here's the, here's the key thing, Jerry. When they're on to the insurance company, if they like the sound of what they're, what they're being you know, offered, they just have to say to the insurance company, okay, you have a record there in front of you of all my previous claims, which mm-hmm. they do. Now, tell me, if I was on that new plan, Would those claims be paid to the same degree or would I be significantly worse off? And in most cases, people are shocked. People say to us, I should have done this years ago. And that's the way to engage. And then if you're not happy maybe with what the existing insurer offers you, you'd repeat the exercise. So you phone up Leia and you phone up Irish Life Health and you tell them what plan you're on right now, Health Plus Extra, and you tell them what your budget is. And Jerry, don't do the Irish thing. Like the Irish psyche is tell tell insurance companies nothing. Because people are afraid by that they might be showing their hand or mm. they might be maybe restricted. They can't do that in health insurance. That's one of the good things about the legislation in this country. Everybody pays the same regardless of their age or their medical history. You cannot be penalised for getting sick. So if you've served all your waiting periods, we'll say with VHI, and you're thinking of switching to somebody else, you get full credit for that. So tell the new insurance company what's important to you, what procedures you may have to have done, which hospitals you're going to, which consultants you're seeing, etc. And then, Jerry, they'll tell you if that's covered by the new plan. So if you, if you approach it correctly, then, you know, you will save a lot of money. And, and, and what we're actually one of the really good trends we're now seeing. So I mentioned earlier that a lot of older people are most fearful of changing, which is understandable. But, Jerry, what we've seen is a lot of now their sons, their daughters, their, their family, you know, friends or whatever, who are maybe very comfortable with the jargon and comfortable with switching, they're doing the reviews for them. And they're saving their parents a small fortune. And in many cases, as I mentioned, they don't even have to change insurance companies. So the, the real thing now is, is to really phone up the insurance companies at the earliest possible time and start engaging with them. I mean, if it was only maybe €100 Euro per person, you might say, I'll just leave it. But, Jerry, the savings like are 500 to €1,000 Euro per adult. In some cases more, the older the plan, you know, the more the savings, uh, the savings that can be made. Somebody with a pre-existing condition, let's say, are are with a company for a number of years and they do this shopping round and they talk to one of the others, right? And there is a very good plan and they're going to save on it. Naturally, they're going to think, I have this pre-existing condition. You know, what's the story? Can they... Can they refuse you? Can they then, based on that, say, no, we won't take you when you put all your cards on the table? No. So here's the good thing. Once again, with the legislation. So, they, so the legislation enshrined in the legislation, it states that you must get full credit for your previous membership. Mm. So if I'm 30 years with VHI and I decide to switch to somebody else, they give me full credit for that 30 years. So there is no question of Dermot Good not being covered for a period of time or okay. having to reserve waiting periods or having to pay age loadings. Absolutely not. Think of it like car and home insurance. You can switch, and once you do it from your renewal date, Jerry, there is no breaking cover whatsoever. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, in fact, I'll give you a very real example. <clears throat> Jerry, I could be due to get a hip replacement on the 1st of February, mm. or on the 2nd of February. I could switch from one insurer to another on the 1st of February, and once I've told them, and, and this is the thing, tell them you're going into, we'll say, you know, uh, Barrington's or what's now called the Bonds or whatever, or the Galway Clinic or whatever. I'm going in there to get a hip replacement. Here's the consultant. Here's the, con- the procedure code. The new insurance company will confirm to you that based on everything you've told them, you are covered. And even though you haven't even paid them a cent in premium, you will be covered. So the, the most important thing is exactly as you've outlined there, if you find another plan and you like the sound of it and it looks like it matches your needs, tell them everything everything that's important to you, everything that you, you're concerned about, and do it over the phone with them, Jerry, because everything is recorded. And you see, if you, if you approach it properly and disclose everything, that's why I'm saying people often say to us, cannot believe, like in many cases, you can actually get better cover at a lower premium 
um, by switching. Okay, but mm-hmm. switching, as I say, isn't always necessary. Many times you can get really good deals with your existing providers, and you know a good advisor will will exhaust every avenue with your existing insurance company before they'll they'll suggest switching. I mean, I'll give you an example. So, for anybody wondering, well, what are good deals right now? Like, if somebody had, for example. Sorry, Jerry. People often ask us, "How much do you need to spend to have good cover?" Yeah. You kind of need to spend about one thousand three hundred euro, okay, per adult per year to have a really good standard of cover. So, three brilliant plans that are in that price range: Irish Life Health have a plan called Health Guide Two, VHI have a plan called PMI Thirty Six Thirteen, and Leia have a plan called Inspire Plus. Now, those three plans cost about one thousand three hundred and forty euro. They are corporate plans. So, Jerry, they cover every public hospital fully. They cover all the private hospitals, you know, in the country. They cover major heart surgeries in the likes of BlackRock Clinic and the Matter Private in Dublin. And you get 50% back on your GP, your consultant's fees, your physiotherapy, excuse me, with no excess to pay whatsoever. And those plans are available to every consumer. But they're only, like, they're 1,350 euro. Like, Jerry, there's people listening now who are paying double that premium and they don't get anything back on their outpatient expenses. And if, you know, if any of your listeners would like, for example, to bump up their cover slightly and maybe get 75% back on GP and 75% back on consultants fees and also be covered for a private room in the likes of Barrington's or the Bonds hospitals. So there's three really good plans. For example, VHI have a plan called Company Plan Extra Level 1. 1,760. And Leia have a new plan called Momentum, which is really good at 1,825. And Irish Life have the 4D Health 4, which is 1,780. So there are plans there to suit everybody's requirements. And you can see, Jerry, for many people now listing, they're not getting those benefits I just outlined, but they could be paying nearly 3,000 in premium. And if, if they are in that bracket, they really need to review their cover because I, I always say to people, if you're spending more than 1850 per adult, there must be a clear reason why you're doing that. And if you don't think there's a clear reason, then you're likely to be overpaying. And that means you should start start reviewing your cover now and see can you get that premium down. I have that 4D Health 4 cover actually at the moment. It's coming up for renewal in March, but it's one we've been on for a few years. Jerry, it's a super plan, right? Like, I mean, like that plan, just to give an example, it's a private room corporate plan. You only pay an excess of €50 euro anytime you go into a private hospital. Um, you get 75% back on every GP visit, every consultant visit, and you get money back on pretty much every other type of expense you can think of. There's a small bit on prescriptions, routine dental, um, x-rays, blood tests, you know, acupuncture, you name it. You can mm. pay money back on that. You also get... There's with those plans, you get these free, what they call personalized packages. So you might get free travel insurance and two other packages. So they're the types of plans that people need to be looking at. And they mightn't suit everybody, but those plans offer fantastic cover. And all of the insurance companies, like there's new plans coming on stream all the time. And that's why now, Terry, here's, here's a couple of myths now. So some of your listeners will be falling into these traps. So, for example, somebody might think, oh, well, we're already on a corporate plan. But if your corporate plan is on the market maybe five years or more, genuinely, Jerry, the likelihood is they've launched a new plan with the same benefits cheaper. That's number one. And number two, there will be many of your listeners now who think that they already have a corporate plan, but they don't. They're in a group scheme. So group schemes like the old credit union group schemes and the IFA group schemes and different group schemes for associations – in 95% of cases, Terry, you get nothing extra at all by being through the group scheme. You could actually be on the worst value for money plan through the group scheme. So you don't have to be in a group scheme to join these corporate plans. Anybody can join the corporate plan. So just because you're in a group scheme, that is not a reason not to review your cover. And I suppose another pitfall as well, a lot of people in the middle of last year, Jerry, they got money back from the insurance companies because uh, they weren't paying out as much as they expected on claims. So a lot of people have kind of been lulled into a false sense of security. A lot of older people will say to me, oh, well, I got a discount on my plan, so I'm going to stay where I am. But they didn't. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. 
When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. They actually just got a once-off claims rebate and they've got that already so that's in their bank they can't that can't be taken back from them but if they review their cover properly they might be able to save five times what that rebate was you know mm. so i would say once again anybody who's on a really old plan or if they're spending more than 1850 jerry they really need to shop around because the savings are just like and, and what a lot of people now are saying to us is that it's not that they really needed the savings on their health insurance but there, look, we all know the cost of electricity and gas has gone through the roof. So a lot of people now are trying to save money on their health care so that they can use that to maybe uh, cover other costs which have, which have literally gone through the roof. So once again, that, that mark of 1850 that's kind of, there needs to be a clear reason why you're spending more than that. Such brilliant advice, suggested policies. Uh, you're fantastic, you really are. And the basic message we leave people with today is you've got to review, you're burning money, you're throwing money away if you don't look at this. Now, Dermot, how can people get in touch with you because you are the oracle? Well, well do you know what, Jerry, what I'd say to anybody, anybody listening now, right, even before they come to us, the first thing is get onto your insurance company. Mm. Phone your insurance company straight away and simply say, my plan is too expensive do you have a lower cost equivalent to what I currently have that gives me similar cover? Maybe not even the exact cover, similar cover. And by the way, I want you to look at all your corporate plans. And then, Jerry, stay on the phone. When they offer you another plan, get them to explain to you exactly how it compares. And then get them then to put it by email or post to you. Otherwise, Jerry, just so people know, a lot of this information is available on the Health Insurance Authority website. Now, it's quite challenging, it's quite detailed, but for people who have the time, you know, they should, it's a good reference point. And by the way, all the information there we said about, you know, what, what the legislation, what protection it gives you, that's all confirmed on that website. Now, never buy a plan off that website. Always mm. speak to your insurer, speak to an advisor. Failing that, Jerry, all those deals I mentioned, they're all listed on our website, thetotalhealthcover.ie. So there's a free policy search facility, and people can just click on that, and we, up, we update that weekly with all the best plans. So hopefully that gives people a good starting point. But the key thing is to engage with your insurance company. As Jack Charlton would say, put them under pressure and see if you can get a better deal. <laughs> You're fantastic. You really are. Totalhealthcover.ie. But take Dermot's advice there and you'll have money for a holiday. You will indeed. There's that much to be saved, to be honest. Dermot, until the next time, always love chatting to you. Thank you for joining My me pleasure. on the show. Thanks, Dermot. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's uh, health insurance analyst Dermot Good there with tons of great advice. We've saved you money on late lunch today. Left outside alone, like the old milk bottle used to be. Every night for the milkman. Leave out your bottles. Make sure to leave out your bottles. Do they do milk bottles anymore? I don't know whether they do. Does anyone get milk bottles? That's a, certainly a throwback to yesteryear for sure. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. You know, earlier today I had a most beautiful part of my morning because I was invited along to Ava's school, St. Oliver's Primary School, for Grandparents' Day and we spent about an hour with them in their class and it was just lovely. They asked us loads of questions and then they sang for us and it was just so nice, I have to say. And well done to uh, Catherine Tiernan-Bell, the principal there, and all the uh, teachers, Miss Farrell, who uh, teaches Ava and first class there. It was just a lovely, lovely, 
lovely thing and I, I'll remember it I, I really will it was lovely it really was he's raring to go as I said and we're all set on late lunch Rick Cronje it's great to have you back with us again in 2023 fantastic to be back Jerry. thank you so it much it really is and yeah. you know I just want to tell listeners what we're doing just remind listeners again what we're doing is uh, what Rick is doing he's picking a grape and what he does then, he goes and gets a wine made with that grape in the Northern Hemisphere and the Southern Hemisphere and we compare. Isn't that basically it what we're That's up to? The That's the very it. thing we do, Jerry. That's it indeed. So today, what is your grape? We've got the Riesling today. Very interesting uh, grape. Uh, very underrated, I think, uh, but a real tough grape as well, Jerry. Really, really mm. good one. Um, you know, it's tough to uh, withstand a lot of... Um, uh, climatic conditions and in particular uh, you know high altitudes with frost and that's what makes it stand out so much and yeah. this would have originated originally grown in Europe and then migrated to the southern hemisphere oh yes was brought oh, definitely there. in the Rhine yes. region yep absolutely so native to our neck of the woods but yep. now thriving in the southern hemisphere and we want to say first of all today a big thank you to Barry and the team at O'Brien's Wines in Drogheda. They're great guys, aren't they? They really are. And they've given us our wines today. Absolutely, uh, Jerry. You know, always good to us and very knowledgeable. Yes. And, and I think that's what sets them apart from the rest. It does. Know. And Barry Lynch, he's knowledgeable on football as well, especially GAA. So if you're going for a bottle of wine, <laughs> you can ask him about the latest and GAA happenings. Just support the wrong team. That's the only problem. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> we have to educate him well, yeah. on that. <laughs> what can we do when you're born in Louth? There's nothing you can do about it. Anyway, uh, we leave that for the sports department. Okay, yeah. so let's let's talk a, a little bit about this grape. A, a, a tough little grape, frost resistance is good with it. But there's another aspect to this. The noble rot. Talk to yeah, me about that. No, but yeah, that's right. Gosh. Um, and, and what that means, Jerry, is they just let it overripe on the vine and uh, chemical term is botrytis for it. And that makes your sweet dessert wines, you know. Delicate sautenay would be, you know, people would be familiar with it. But now that might be a different grape, of course. Mm. But the Riesling is, is very good at that as well. And it's very adaptable to the uh, soils that it grows in. Very much so. So it reflects the terroir. In other words, wherever 100%. it's grown, it reflects the minerality or whatever of that soil. And that's why it's so versatile yeah. and, and able to adapt to wherever you move it. Yes, mm. very much so. It's in the top 20 when you look at wine growing, isn't it, in the world? Yes, it comes in, in at number 20. It's, it's, it's yeah. at number 20, yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 definitely. Okay, so for our first today, let's stay in the Northern Hemisphere and near where it grew up, let's say, Germany you're Germany. going to. Yes. Yeah, yeah Moselle uh, region, they, and it's the Lausen uh, brothers uh, that have it, and they have a tremendous history. They go back something like 200 years. And um, uh, the thing that stands out here, Jerry, it's, it's, and it's not unusual for that particular area where it comes from, um, Low alcohol, eight and a half percent. Yeah. So, so you can have um, a, a couple of glasses of this, let's say, at the low yes. rating there. Really. Yeah. I, I I think if you if you don't want to go to the doctor, you self-diagnose. This will be the answer. This is the one for you. Yeah. Let's yeah. have a little taste, if you mind. So yeah. this is it in the glass here. Yeah. Am I seeing things there? Because I'm just looking at this uh, wine here yeah. and. Is there a hue of it? There's, it, is it, there, it what is, is it? There is, there is. I, I, is it blue? No, I, I don't know if it's blue. I, you know, I, I, to me, it had like a lemonish yeah, color there. And so then when you tilt it, and it's almost like there's a touch of sparkling. Maybe or it's something. the background here because yeah. we're in quite a blue studio. Maybe yeah, that's yeah. just reflected yeah. in it. That's why I'm. Yeah. I haven't been drinking this bottle before I came on air. I promise you, Rick will yeah. will vouch for that. It's yeah, it's a pale lemon, isn't it? When you yeah, look at it, it there is, in the glass, it is uh, Jerry it's on the nose. It's very shy. Oh yeah, very it is. shy. But it is, isn't it? You, you do get, you know very faint but you know something Rick you could just drink that on its own absolutely Jerry I, I you it's know, beautiful it's, it, it is a very light feather light to me in, may in I say this to you in all the years it's yeah. probably one of the nicest um, aperitifs yeah that you've absolutely. ever brought here yeah 
You, could oh, just, absolutely. you don't need anything with this, folks. No, no Not absolutely. At all. And especially, again, at 8.5%. It's a 2021, so, you know... Yeah, uh, it's there's 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 honey in there, isn't there? There's, on the aftertaste, and there's all the fruits are there as well. And if you yeah. wanted to match it with something, it, just about oh gosh, Jerry, self, shellfish, mm. even pork, grilled pork, poultry, even lightly that that touch of honey on the back might even lightly spiced food. I think you, you might get away with that. It is simply, simply gorgeous. So just remind us of the the uh, label again, what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's uh, Dr. L. It's, it's on the label. It's a Riesling 2021 uh, from Germany. And again, Barry and the boys here will put you... We'll right guide there. you with 2021, that one. 2021, very important. It's gorgeous, so it is. And we're mm. staying with O'Brien's Wines in Drogheda for our second bottle today. But as we said, we're heading south now to the Southern Hemisphere, and it's New Zealand. New Zealand, Marlborough region, uh, Whitehaven. Again, uh, Whitehaven Riesling 2021. Uh, Whitehaven, we, we we had the Sauvignon Blanc here oh, well over a year ago. Uh, a lovely estate, the um, uh, husband and wife team, and they went from 10 hectares, I think they're over to five, nearly 600 hectares yes. now. Beautiful estate. Completely opposite now, Jerry. <laughs> Completely the opposite. Let's have let's have a look at this one and see see what I think about it. Again, it's pale. It's a pale, it's pale yellow. Yeah, um, yep, not too far from, from the last one. Mm. It's different on the nose, isn't it? Oh, it's mm. to me it was more floral yes. rather than the citrus. Yes, uh, that good we had description, before. Rick. Good description. Yeah. And um, let's see what it's like on the palate. Well, Rick, you could bowl me over if you told me that that's the same grape. It's completely the opposite, <laughs> isn't it, Jerry? <laughs> How do it you? Is. But it reflects it's what you described there. Absolutely. The terror, right. what it the takes. The terror, what it takes. The the climatic conditions. Obviously, uh, you know they'll have longer uh, growing seasons in in New Zealand. And twenty one in particular was a very good year for them. It's you know? more acid. Can I use that word? No. Absolutely, absolutely. Than the previous one. Yeah, absolutely, Jerry. It it, it and that acidity brings a touch of dryness to mm. it, which is the opposite. Of the touch of honey we yes, had with on, the, on the other one, year. but in its own right, that is a beautiful, beautiful wine. I'm Absolutely. not decrying it by yeah. any means. No, it's a beautiful wine. Absolutely, uh, Jerry. Absolutely, and then that, as you say, is what we're trying to demonstrate the yeah. difference. And obviously, some people will have more appeal to that than the first yes, one. Yes, and I'm sure so. people would love this as an aperitif as well. Yeah. But I would say, you mentioned shellfish uh, and seafood the last time. Yeah. Shellfish. This would be good with a bit of spice, would it? I think it would be. A little bit be. of spice. Yeah, yeah. just yeah, to in cut, the food. cut into it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just to cut into it. Oh, it's Enjoy. nice, Rick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it's lovely as well. I, I I would go along with the first one. I think that is a real, real... It's, it's just so light, you mm. know. Uh, and if you think back 20, 25 years, Jerry, the old wrestlings that... Oh, yeah. Oh, but touch of kerosene in it. <laughs> Never mind anything else. <laughs> you know, it was... Wow, it was... Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you ran out of fuel, you could use <laughs> oh, the, gosh, the rieslings of uh, you could run the 20 or more years ago. You certainly could. Yeah. Are there two beauties? And again, just would you just remind us of the label? Yeah, it's Whitehaven Riesling. 2021. And New Zealand is the country. Marlborough. And again, our wines today, we're most grateful uh, to Barry Lynch and the team at O'Brien's Wines in Drogheda for those two beautiful wines. Now, you've brought a third wine with you today and you've introduced something we have never covered before with you, Rick Grange and Late Lunch. No, we haven't. Tell our listeners what you have with you. Yeah, this is a a non-alcoholic, Jerry, and it's just an introduction because this is starting to grow in the market. Uh, 10% sort of year-on-year growth uh, in 2022, 21-22 season. That market was worth 2 billion US dollars. US dollars is sort of the international currency that everything's measured in. And they reckon by 2033, you know, 10 years, 11 years from now, It'll be over five billion, so uh, you can't ignore it. Mm. You will see it. You go into your supermarket, and uh, you know it's outside the designated area. 
very important. It's classed as a food product now because there's no alcohol. Now, nothing is ever 100%, mm. but it's 0.05% and less. So it's classed as food, so it can be sold outside the hours. Very important. Look for an expiry date on the wine bottle. Why? There's no alcohol to preserve. Oh, and so you must... get a year. Yep. If you look at this bottle, there's an expiry date of 0424 on the back My God. of it. Yeah. And it comes in a bottle like champagne, doesn't it? It's, it's, it's corked. It's, I, well, that one's corked. Yeah, there. yeah. It, it, there'll be no difference when you look at it other than to see that it's... Uh, now, there's it's, it's non-alcoholic or it's 0% alcohol, you know. Um, but it's made... I'm talking wine specifically in exactly the same way. It's in the very last stage that the alcohol is separated. Mm. So... If you think you're going to get it a lot cheaper, no, you're not, I'm afraid. It might be two or three euro at the, at the best yes. in it. But you still have to go through the process. So what have you with you today? What have you brought with you? This is a Freshenet, and I'm going to start with a sparkling uh, wine, Jerry, because I am not, I've been following it for three, four months just to get as much information as I can. And uh, I must say it's a bit emotional when you get a bottle of wine with no alcohol in it <laughs> to say the least you know um but yeah i thought we start with this as an introduction and uh, just just see what we think of it okay. uh, jerry and then uh, we we go from there you know so okay, i'm just Rick, taking so it off taking this off yes um, but yeah just to remember expiry date uh, on it is and 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 wine you get a year in most cases, Jerry. Maybe two years in in other ones. Yes. You know. Yeah. So um, here we go. Yeah. So the usual thing: hold yeah. the cork and twist the bottle. It's like opening champagne. So this. <laughs> yes, so this exactly, is the sparkling yeah. version of this. Yes. So this is a wine from Catalonia in Spain, alcohol-free. Yes. Correct. Uh, and let me have a little taste of this and see. Will I miss the alcohol in it? Sure, I can have. If we can have a cup full of this, there's no alcohol in it. Let me see. No. No. There's not a lot on the nose on it, I have to say. That's number one. Yeah. Oh, my God, that is fresh. It is fresh. Isn't it? It is fresh, Jerry. And you, oh, yeah. You can see why they go for the food classification on it uh, as well. Oh, I'm certainly tasting the earth. Yeah, soil in this soil, and and in a good way, in a very good in way, a, a lovely way, and it's fresh and they, of course, very well known in the Catalonia area, and it's not new to them, Jerry. They started in 2011. Yes, with this, um, so but as I say, it's only in the last five six years the market's really. You could say started yes. really growing. Mm. So I think it's lovely. I, I really do. I agree with you. <laughs> you know? It's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting if we if we had one with alcohol to see if we can pick up the difference. Um, yeah, oh, that's a, nearly like a walk in the Irish countryside on a, a nice day or whatever and the springtime coming. Uh, that all comes to mind when when I taste it there. Yeah. So, so Very again, refreshing. it's Frex, Frexinet. Yeah. Zero alcohol. Zero alcohol, and it comes from Catalonia in Spain, and it's yeah. it's a it's a blend, is it? Yeah, it's a blend. You got the uh, Macabeo there in there, which is 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 standard, and the Aaron seventy five percent, seventy five twenty five. Yeah, uh, again, it's no different. They'll follow the whole process. It's in the final stage where they through uh, distilling, basically heating, and uh, the alcohol evaporates. I get the terror, the citrus in there for yeah. sure. and But it's got that earthiness. It has. So that's what that's, more that's than anything, anything else I would say yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. So again, does. lovely match with drinking its own. For oh, sure. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, Jerry. And I think it's a, such a great alternative rather than, you know, if you're the designated driver or you don't drink alcohol to sit there with, you know, a soft yes. drink of some description, whereas this is really nice, enjoyable. It is know. made in exactly the same way and the alcohol just extracted at the very last minute. At Simple the very last that. stage. Yes, absolutely. And it goes through yeah. the whole process like a normal wine yes. would, with an alcohol yes. content in it as well. Yes. 895 Good value. Complain. Good value. You couldn't for a bottle like that at all. No. You really, really no, couldn't. And is that O'Brien's too? O'Brien's, O'Brien's too. O'Brien's in yep. Grahada with yep. that as well. Yes, yep. check them out, Barry and the crew there. It is lovely. And we'll 
post a picture of the three wines here you'll be able to see them and go and pick them up yourselves well there you are it's a first and late lunch Rick Cronje arrives with a non-alcoholic wine there you go and it is as you say this is a growing market and it is for the future Rick as always you're so good you're so brilliant and you steer us in the right direction we're off to a flyer in 2023 with the virtuoso of vino until next month Rick Cronje thank you so much thanks Jerry. five four three two one counting down the top five songs from this week of yesteryear and today it's the number two January 2006, this very week. And the number two was a song called Nasty Girl by the American rapper The Notorious Big, released on October 11, 2005, and it features guest appearances from P. Diddy, Nelly, uh, who else is in there? Naomi Campbell, you name it. They're all in there on the, uh, the video as well. But let me tell you this. I'm not playing the song on Late Lunch today and I have a reason. I don't want to play the song because the lyrics are simply awful. They really are. And uh, they're insulting, especially to women, in my opinion. And I'm not going to play the song because of that. So your number two from this week will not be played on a 54321 on Late Lunch. So what am I going to do? Will I sing a song for you myself? there'll be no one left listening the ratings just go through the floor I'm not going to do that for sure but what I've decided to do was I looked at the charts around then and I saw a song that I remember and I smile when I think of it because it was in the charts around about this time it went to number one in the charts do you remember it? give it a spin there Louise let's have a listen Said I'm Luke, I'm five, and my dad's Bruce Lee Drives me round in his JCB I'm Luke, I'm five, and my dad's Bruce Lee Drives me round in his JCB I'm Luke, I'm five, and my dad's Bruce Lee Drives me round in his JCB I'm Luke, I'm five, and my dad's Bruce Lee Drives me round, and we're holding up the bypass Whoa, and me and my dad having a top laugh Oh, whoa and I'm sitting on the toolbox Oh And I'm so glad I'm not in school box So glad I'm not in school I said I'm Luke on five And my dad's Bruce Lee Drives me round in his JCB I'm Luke on five And my dad's Bruce Lee Drives me round in his I'm Luke on five And my dad's Bruce Lee Drives me round in his JCB I'm Luke on five And my dad's Bruce Lee Drives me round in his JCB No, I simply love it I really, really do The JCB song by Nisloppy and uh, they were an English folk duo and that song went to number one it was a big big hit back then it's not a number two in the charts uh, this particular week but I was not going to play that song to be honest with you and JCB is the sub song at number two today on our top five countdown and we'll bring you the number one from this week in 2006 on the show tomorrow. I will be playing that one, I promise you. Late Lunch LMFM Radio, you do know on Colleen Kuhn is the first Irish language film to be shortlisted for an Oscar. Did you know that Kate McCullough from Gormanstown is the cinematographer? She's joining us next. I'm delighted to welcome my next guest to the show. You see, we have a McCullough on this show regular. You know him well, and I think his, uh, he's going to be a little bit put off today when he hears sister Kate is in the spotlight on late lunch. Kate McCullough, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> and congratulations to you for Colleen Kuhn and your Oscar nomination and your wonderful cinematography. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah, delighted. Couldn't couldn't believe it on Tuesday. We we all gathered in the Stella mm. at Mines in Dublin, and uh, everybody went wild. I can <laughs> imagine it was pretty nerve wracking because <laughs> the last film announced, you know, yeah. category. So we were all kind of on the edge of our seats. Um, but yeah, brilliant, brilliant achievement. It's a wonderful achievement. But you know, Kate, you have form when it comes to awards with this movie because you yourself picked up a major award from the European Film Academy for the cinematography late last year. It's picked up awards at different festivals, etc. You know, it was all leading towards the Oscars, but still, was there that little bit of doubt when you say the way you went wild? (laughs) 
Well, you never really know how things, these things are going to go. You know, it's um, it's all up for grabs, um, mm. and it's kind of out of your hands. You know, you've done the work um, two years ago, or <laughs> even three. It was twenty twenty when we shot it. So yes, um, yeah. No, I mean it's just it's just amazing to see it gather momentum every day. It seems to be just. Uh, been seen by more and more people and reaching out to to so many hearts and mm. yeah it's just just amazing um amazing to see it go um and and I think just for the Irish language as well I mean my my Irish is is pretty crap <laughs> <laughs> like um, most of us yeah yeah <laughs> but just you know I think it there's a real sense of pride when it comes to this film you know it sort mm. of feels like we're sending out a yes. bit of part of ourselves into the world um and particularly, you know, I would have grown up on the farm. And so I think just the world that it's portraying is, you know, it's quite close to home. So, yeah, it is indeed. Yeah. And it's 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 simply beautiful. But look, at from your own perspective, like you're no stranger to the podium either. His and hers. I just give a few examples of where you've picked up huge awards. Uh, that one, uh, then uh, I Dolores, the farthest normal people. Many people would be familiar with that. You've worked on all of these. And that leads me to my next question to you. Did you have a feeling in your water when you mentioned you started working on this three years ago, two years ago, that it was special? Well, I think, you know, the the script was based on the book by Claire Keegan, mm. um, short story called Foster. And that was one of my favourite books. Um, ah. You know, I wouldn't have been an avid reader <laughs> in the fa- family of readers. Um, but uh, it's just so beautifully... Um, put together really kind of uh, astute observations and very economical yes. mm. um, and it, it's kind of perfect material for, for building a film out of you know I think adapting books can be quite tricky yes um, you know because you just you've got so much flesh on, on the story and, and what what you leave out what you keep in so mm. I think with this this story it just it was sort of it was already kind of ready to to go on the screen. You know, you could see it as you read. Um, and uh, I mean, you don't you don't know what fil- film's quite precarious um, <laughs> activity. You know, this yes, we were we were kind of the first one of the first films to go after COVID, um, the, the the big lockdown. So um, it was quite stress. You know, there was an added stress there with. Uh, COVID testing and everybody was masked up and so it was a different way of of filming in a sense you know communication was sort of uh, sort of restricted yes to a degree um, and you realise how much you communicate through your mouth you know it's just like uh, shorthand there on set but um, I think um, you know Catherine Clinch uh, the young, young actress she was kind of phenomenal from day one she was sort of out of the blocks and mm had a real kind of poise to her and um, I think she kind of drew everybody in, you know, the crew were kind of all uh, lent in and sort of um, Mm. felt like, you know, we were capturing something quite special. There you go, yes. So you did, you had that feeling between knowing the book and then uh, when you're in the midst of making this. Tell me about the the cinematographer. Is it the emphasis on you always to find the perfect shot? (laughs) No pressure. Yeah, I mean, you're you're always trying to find the right place for the camera. It's um, you know you're under time pressure, and you you have to kind of tell tell the the story mm. of the scene within you know an hour or so. Um, and I guess with with kids' hours, that was kind of tricky as well. You know, um, we didn't have the whole day with Catherine, so we had to kind of work around that. And and the rest of the cast were very generous with their performances to sort of facilitate that um but yeah it's um it's it's what i love you know it's mm. what i know mm. and love and um and, and what you're brilliant at let me say come on let's call a spade <laughs> a spade you are simply brilliant i'm just thinking about the mccullers you're behind the camera the other fellas in front of it i know yeah it's a good, <laughs> good combination a great combination it really we is did a great... actually we did work together once did you <laughs> <laughs> how did that go <laughs> you're laughing, you're the, laughing. The Plough and Championship. Oh, very good. Very good, <laughs> in, good indeed. Good What's been the reaction, you know, an Irish language film shortlisted? What, are you getting a feel for that? You know, something pretty unique. Oh, yeah. I mean, just 
just brilliant to kind of, you know, so many people don't know we have yes. you know, this other language. Yes, of course. <laughs> that yeah. was kind of hammered out of us. So I think, um, you know, it's. It, I, I think it just, it's about kind of owning the language again as well. I think, you know, so many generations kind of have a negative um, relationship with, with Irish and... Mm. I think something like this, you know, can sort of maybe turn that on its head and, and get people to kind of yeah, yeah. reconsider, you know, where they, yes. their origins, they, you know. Yeah, and that, that is so true. I laughed when you said hammered out of us. I think it was hammered into me and I rebelled. <laughs> <laughs> you like to look at it from another perspective in, too. In or out. Yeah. Yes, yes, either way, either way. Anyway, all plans been made. The Guna has to be got. You're all heading over. You've looked at the other shortlisting. And let me say, to get a shortlisting in the Oscars is just superb. Now, come on, tell me the truth. You were obviously having a jar afterwards and celebrating and you were looking at the others as well. What do you think? What's the feeling in your water, Kate McCullough? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's a really, really tough group. Mm. Um, very, um, yeah. very competitive, like brilliant, brilliant films. Um, so look, we'll, we'll all head over. I mean, it's a brilliant year for the Irish yes. overall. So yes. it'll definitely be great crack to be had there's going to be some party over there isn't there there's so many and it is as you say congratulations to all concerned but this wee movie is really really special it, it is indeed so like as you said there and that's a point to make to people like three years ago this began and you worked through it as well that's the way isn't it you've, you've other stuff in the can now and you're working ahead etc yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything comes kind of in a yeah. delayed mm, yes. <laughs> pipeline. But yes. um, what I wanted to say, actually, maybe um, Paddy Power might put some odds on it because it's not actually. It wasn't possible to vote on it mm. up until this point. But um, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, hopefully, we can we can get some odds going. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Come on, come on. Let's start <laughs> the vibe. Let's get the vibe going. Anyway, have you the dress picked? Oh, I'm not going in a dress. I'm going oh. in a suit. Oh, good on you. Good, there you are. You see, that is a preconception of mine. I apologise. So, <laughs> you, you, but have you, have you, do you know what you're going to wear? Do you, you know, have you picked uh, it? Well, I've, I've kind of bit the bullet and decided I'd get a, a suit made up, so. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Good on you. Ah, you see, original, you have it. You know, you arty people, you'd have... To, yes, of course, and no one will have the likes of it, and you'll have your own, and you will certainly stand out on the red carpet. Ah, uh, you know what, we're thrilled for you, we really are, and you're one of our own here in the northeast, and you're heading to LA for the Oscars, and it's just simply wonderful. I wish I you well, Kate. I thank you for joining me today on the show. Thanks so much. It's great to talk to another McCullough. Tell the other for that when you're talking to him, will you? <laughs> he might never talk to me again what am i saying i'm destroying <laughs> it for myself anyway congratulations to you you're brilliant at what you do continued success in the future and i do hope you get your hands on that little golden thing when it comes round. i really do thank you kate all right thank you too. take care of yourself bye-bye that's lovely kate mccullough there from gormanston cinematographer on the oscar nominated on colleen kuhn Finishing off late lunch this afternoon. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive. Tomorrow on the show, we have the woman who knows all about tea. Eileen Donaghy is joining us. We have our women in for a chat. Boot club, sport, comedy and TV theme as well. Can you recognise it? Well, you'll have to join us tomorrow to listen to it and have a stab, have a guess. See you tomorrow, half one Friday for the final show of the week. Have a nice evening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.